Hello, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this podcast is going to be about ginseng. An adaptogenic medicinal herb of mythological potency for increasing stamina and a profound sense of well-being. Panax ginseng literally means true ginseng and refers to the most potent varieties of red ginseng with a wide array of performance enhancing and preventative health effects. So that's your interesting little herbal vocabulary item of the day. The word Panax, you've probably heard it used before. I think I've seen it heard in like the names of of brands and companies and it just means true. So ginseng alone sometimes refers to a wider category of less proven herbs that purportedly improve vitality and prevent disease. And this reminds me of a scene in, I think, an old Jackie Chan movie where an old Chinese guy is complaining about being sold fake ginseng and his wife is is disappointed with his performance in the bedroom, right? So when purchasing ginseng, you want to take a careful look at the packaging to make sure you're getting either Panax or people also a lot of times just call it true ginseng. Or you can order with confidence from one of the recommended sources that I have updated on my meta-analysis listing page on Limitless Mindset for ginseng. So go and check out that page if you have not already. So let's talk about getting legit ginseng. That's right, this is not a nootropic like say the racetams where there's a universal quality standard. There's quite a spectrum of quality to be well aware of here. So anytime you are consuming an organic product that must cross vast distances in a giant ship to reach you, there should be some concern for quality and legitimacy, especially when it's coming from a culture where merchants believe that if you can get away with screwing the customer, it's irresponsible not to. A few recommendations for getting the real thing. First of all, you can buy the actual roots themselves and determine the age of the roots by yourself pretty easily by counting the notches above the head of the root. You'll want to check out the photos and the diagrams I have of this. And you want to avoid getting your ginseng from a multivitamin that combines it with five to ten other ingredients. These products inevitably dilute the quality of the individual ingredients. I recommend purchasing ginseng as a standalone supplement from a supplier that specializes in ginseng and has their reputation riding on its quality. You also want to uh, check out 
you know, carefully the third party, the, the third party credibility, the testimonials, the video blogs, the biohacker reports that are being done on a given biohackers ginseng. You also want to try to get ginseng that is above 3% ginsenoside content. If the product you are considering doesn't list the ginsenoside content, it's not a great sign. You know, the people that are serious about this, they're going to they're going to tell you what's in it. They're going to have had tested that. A brand that ticks off all these boxes is Origin, and that's spelled a little bit funny with an A, so you'll want to check it out. It's called Origin Authentic Six-Year Korean Red Ginseng, and it's also the top-rated ginseng product on Amazon. It's a little more expensive, but if you really want to maximize the purported benefits from ginseng, it's probably going to be a good investment. A final option, if you don't mind waiting four to six years, if, you've, if you're patient, is to plant your own ginseng. And they will grow pretty much uh, anywhere non-tropical and do best in a shaded, woody area. It's a very low maintenance crop and the seeds are cheap. I linked to a source. You could basically plant the seeds, forget about them, come back in about half a decade and you would have your own supply of quality ginseng for personal consumption or you could sell it for as much as $1,000 per pound. So it could be a, a uh, an herbal investment vehicle. This is the opportunity that you're looking for. Just kidding, I don't sell investment opportunities. But if I did, I'd undoubtedly be very good at it on cognition. Ginseng is one of the few nootropics that has been the subject of double-blind placebo-controlled studies looking for performance-enhancing effects in healthy young adults, which is probably what you are, dear listener, at least according to my YouTube viewership analytics. From a double-blind University of Northumbria study, all three treatments were associated with improved secondary memory performance on the cognitive drug research battery with the ginseng condition evidencing some improvement in the speed of performing memory tasks and in the accuracy of attentional tasks on reaction time. A 2010 human study found that 400 milligrams enhanced reaction times two and a half hours after ingestion. Well, interestingly, 200 milligrams had a retarding effect on reaction times. So this is one nootropic that you don't want to start at a low dosage and then work your way up with. You want to start at 400 milligrams, at least if reaction times are a concern and they might not be for everybody on subjective well-being. A handful of human studies have shown that ginseng usage improved subjective well-being, mood, and even social functioning after four weeks, yet around the eight-week marker, 
the mental health scores were tantamount to that of the placebo, suggesting a tolerance curve. To quote the abstract of a University of Connecticut study, Panax ginseng improves aspects of mental health and social functioning after four weeks of therapy. Although these differences attenuate with continued use. Maybe a good reason to cycle your usage of ginseng in four week increments if your primary objective is to optimize mood. A significant placebo-controlled study of several hundred human subjects over 12 weeks strongly suggested a quintessential cofactor relationship with ginkgo biloba. Together, they had an exponential effect on alertness, relaxation, and appetite from its abstract. It was concluded that despite the fact that healthy, employed subjects were evaluated, treatment with the combination of active substances had significant advantages over placebo therapy. A 2005 human study out of Northumbria University, dosing participants on G115, which is a type of ginseng that is 4% ginsenosides, and requiring them to complete some brain training tasks, concluded. Overall, these data suggest that Panax ginseng can improve performance and subjected feelings of mental fatigue during sustained mental activity. Regarding DNA damage. So DNA damage, it's an inevitable side effect of a life lived vigorously. A 2012 Korean study of healthy adults found the antioxidant mechanism of ginseng did attenuate oxidative damage to DNA. Let me translate that for those listening to this who have not been in a science classroom for a long time. Attenuate is kind of a fancy word that just means to decrease the force or effect of something. Researching nootropics or anti-aging, you're going to hear about oxidative damage a lot. To uh, quote someone worth, worth following, the famous transhumanist Aubrey de Grey is fond of saying that breathing is bad for us. That's right. Breathing is bad for you. Better, better hold your breath and stop, guy. Uh, which sounds a little absurd, but it's actually quite easy to see that oxygen has a destructive effect. If you leave food out, it goes bad. A piece of metal exposed to the air and elements will eventually rust. And the same slow, destructive chemical effect of oxygen is at the core of the aging malfunction to which we are subjective. That's, that's the human condition, right? Since time immemorial. From the abstract of the Korean study, the reported health benefits of Korean red ginseng include antioxidant, anti-tumor, anti-mutagenic and immunomodulatory activities. However, the effects on oxidative stress have not been evaluated. 
57 subjects completed the protocol. Plasma superoxide dismutase activity after the eight-week Korean red ginseng supplementation was significantly improved in the low and high dose groups compared to baseline. Korean red ginseng supplementation may attenuate lymphocyte DMA, DNA damage and LDL oxidation by upregulating oxidant antioxidant enzyme activity. That's good news. It's good news for Aubrey de Grey and you and me and everyone else who likes to breathe. On depression, there's a couple of promising animal studies in regards to its antidepressive effects. However, there's a lack of human studies showing a really clear beneficial effect. If you're struggling with depression, there's a lot of other nootropics that I would experiment first, like vitamin B12, or you could try something like loving kindness meditation. Look it up. I got a video coming, coming soon on that topic. Sleep quality. A 2009 University of Tokushima study of 16 healthy young men suggested that fermented ginseng could be quite the sleep hack from its abstract. Furthermore, there was some evidence using simple pairwise comparisons but not supported in the full ANOVA model that administration of fermented ginseng tended to diminish decreases in total sleep time and sleep deficiency seen as first night effects in the placebo group without affecting sleep architecture. Our results suggest the administration of fermented ginseng could improve the first night effect in humans. The improvement may be related to an anxiolytic effect of fermented ginseng, which acts via gabergic modification. First night effect is what it sounds like and probably something you've experienced. It's the negative effect on the quality of sleep when you're sleeping somewhere brand new. So this makes fermented ginseng, and I do link to a source of it, something worth trying for business travelers, backpackers, digital nomads, and skanks. I'm looking at you, skanks. You better, you better be getting your fermented ginseng in. Speaking of skanks, its effect on Libido. Bow, chicka, wow, wow. It's an adaptogen that will probably make you frisky. A 2009 Korean study of 143 men experiencing erectile dysfunction concluded after eight weeks of treatment at two grams daily. Erectile function and overall satisfaction scores after medication were significantly higher in the mountain ginseng extract group than in the placebo group. And it's not just for guys. A 2010 Korean study of 32 menopausal women using double-blind placebo-controlled methodology concluded 
Oral Administration of Korean Red Ginseng Extracts Improve Sexual Arousal in Menopausal Women. Red ginseng extracts might be used as an alternative medicine in menopausal women to improve their sex life. Endurance. Ginseng, along with tyrosine, is a nootropic that Edward Shackleton really would have appreciated having on his disastrous voyage. If you don't know who that is, I link to one of the best documentary films you'll ever see in your life. That's all about it. Check it out. It's a stress response biohack that imbues resilience and an indomitable spirit. Let's talk about Siberian ginseng, also known as Eleuthero. And it's another historical nootropic known for invigorating key and strengthening the spleen, tonifying kidney to relieve mental strain. In traditional Chinese medicine, it's a classic adaptogen that modulates our hormones and many subtleties of how our biology responds to internal and external stressors. And it's commonly referred to just as Eleuthero. And it's not a true ginseng. It's not a category of Panax ginseng. Eleuthero is actually a totally different species of herb. It owes its namesake to similarities of appearance with Panax ginseng. While less known than true ginseng, there are over 250 scientific articles published on PubMed and 24 human clinical trials. Interestingly, an Australian study of endurance athletes found that it optimized the hormonal stress responses. Quote, this result suggested that contrary to initial expectation, Siberian ginseng increased rather than decreased hormonal indices of stress, which may be consistent with animal research suggesting a threshold of stress below which Siberian ginseng increases the stress response and above which Siberian ginseng decreases the stress response. An Italian study found 300 milligrams daily is something of a social smart drug for the elderly. It concluded... Siberian ginseng safely improves some aspects of mental health and social functioning after four weeks of therapy, although these differences attenuate with continued use. So again, we see the four-week tolerance curve show up. A Fujian Catholic University 2010 study of Nine men over eight weeks found that it boosts endurance capacity. This is the first well-conducted study that shows that eight weeks of Eleuthero supplementation enhances endurance capacity, elevates cardiovascular function, and alters metabolism for sparing glycogen in recreationally trained males. A couple of studies suggested that it can have a profound effect on those suffering from PTSD as it hacks neuropeptide Y. From a 2012 Romanian study 
of 40 military personnel. Adaptogens could be an important factor in successful prevention protocols of chronic occupational stress dysfunctions involving neuropeptide Y systems. An American study of 11 combat veterans concurred. Plasma neuropeptide Y levels may represent a biologic correlate of resilience to or recovery from the adverse effects of stress. A 2012 Swedish paper goes on to explain some of the adaptogenic mechanism. The beneficial stress protective effect of adaptogens is related to the regulation of homeostasis via mechanisms of action associated with the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis and the regulation of key mediators of the stress response. Taken together, our studies suggest that the stimulation in the release of the stress hormones, neuropeptide Y and heat shock protein into systemic circulation is an innate defense response against mild stressors, which increase tolerance and adaption to stress. Siberian ginseng is approximately one-third of ADAPT-232, which is the adaptogenic-rich formula that the Soviet regime developed for its extreme athletes, soldiers fighting in Afghanistan, supersonic aviators, and cosmonaut program, which you can't buy. Google it. It's not for sale anywhere. I'm currently researching the formula and will be selling it in a few months. If you join our newsletter on LimitlessMindset.com, you'll be notified. Mechanism of action. Steroid-like ginsenoside. This, this is going back to Panax ginseng. A little bit of a tangent there on Siberian ginseng. Mechanism of action. Steroid-like ginsenoside molecules are the active ingredients in ginseng. In fact, there are over 100 different ginsenosides found in ginseng, which fall generally into four different classes. And you'll want to check out the uh, cool diagrams that I have of that. To quote a University of Chicago review of uh, pharmacology, the Major active components of ginseng are ginsenosides, a diverse group of steroidal saponins which demonstrate the ability to target a myriad of tissues, producing an array of pharmacological responses. However, many mechanisms of ginsenoside activity still remain unknown. Since ginsenosides and other constituents of ginseng produce effects that are different from one another, and a single ginsenoside initiates multiple actions in the same tissue, the overall pharmacology of ginseng is complex. Touche, touche. 
However, just taking ginsenoside extracts is not going to deliver the same benefits as consuming supplements derived from the whole root. Ginseng root is also rich in benefits in beneficial polysaccharides. A double-blind, placebo-controlled UK study of 15 healthy young people examined the effects of ginseng with the EEG monitoring of brain waves. It concluded, both ginkgo biloba and Panax ginseng exert a number of physiological effects and have been shown to modulate aspects of cognitive performance. These findings demonstrate for the first time that Panax ginseng can directly modulate cerebral electrical activity and that these effects are more pronounced than those following just ginkgo biloba. Aesthetics. Its taste is sweet at first, but with a little bit of a bitter aftertaste. Some suggest it makes a decent food addition. Ginseng extracts apparently have a pretty terrible taste. The plant itself is a bit of a drama queen as far as plants go. If there's too much sound, the plant will hide and shrink its blossom. While at night, older plants are supposedly bioluminescent. They emit a slight glow. And there's, because it's such a staple of medicinal traditions, there's some, uh, there's some, some metaphy metaphysical mythology surrounding it, surrounding that bioluminescence. It's not an overnight herb. Ginseng must grow for at least four years to be harvested for medicinal properties. In farming operations, after the ginseng crop is harvested, the soil is unable to support ginseng again, and the land must be repurposed. Ginseng leaf and stem have pharmacological properties that some debate are as potent and a better value than the historically prized root from a 2009 University of Chicago review. Ginseng leaf stem extract contains numerous active ingredients such as ginsenosides, polysaccharides, triterpenoids, flavonoids, volatile oils, polyacetylenic alcohols, peptides, amino acids, and fatty acids. The extract contains larger amounts of the same active ingredients than the root. The, the, these active ingredients produce multifaceted pharmacological effects on the central nervous system as well as on the cardiovascular, reproductive, and metabolic systems. Ginseng leaf stem extract also has anti-fatigue, anti-hyperglycemic, anti-obesity, anti-cancer, anti-antioxidant, and anti-aging properties. History. Truly an ancient biohack. Ginseng was first mentioned as late as 
9,000 years ago. That's right. A lot of mythology and superstition surrounds it. Pricing. Usual ginseng that you will consume is four to six years old. However, it gets steeply expensive as it ages. 300-year-old wild ginseng root, and this is a single root, was sold recently for $400,000 in Jilin, China, and a 1,000-year-old root was sold in an auction for over $250,000 in China also, which is astounding, right? These, these, these people, they, they got some money to go around. Its age is easy to determine by the rings on the ginseng root. Supposedly, as the plants age, they absorb more nutrients from the soil around them and develop even more profound medicinal benefits. However, I was unable to find any human studies proving this. So it's a bit of an uh, economically irrational decision to drop a quarter million on, on, on some ginseng. There's so many anecdotal reports praising the potency of aged Panax ginseng, that it's probably a combination of superstition, placebo effect, and reality. So, if you, dear listener, are an Asian millionaire or billionaire considering investing heavily in an ancient ginseng root, like let's say that the ginseng salesperson is telling you something like Genghis Khan himself took a shit next to a battlefield. And this very ginseng root actually grew out of it. And if you consume it yourself, you will be imbued with the virility of a 22-year-old porn star. And you'll be able to satisfy women like a Sibian vibrator. Well, that would be a purchasing decision more motivated by superstition than science, and the benefits you experience will be more placebo effect than anything else. You should really do a consultation with me, (laughs) and I link to a place where you can do that, before you spend a million yuan on the Jangus ginseng. Okay, so let's talk about dosage. There's there's a range on the dosage. There's a bunch of different recommendations that came from the studies that I looked at. So I actually put together a infographic, which I have on my meta-analysis that I recommend you check out if you really want to become a, a ginseng geek. Let's talk about cofactors. Probably number one is ginkgo biloba. Together, they had an exponential effect on alertness, relaxation, and appetite, according to a Bulgarian study. Hey, that's where I am. Quote, the favorable effects on learning and memory of the combination of Panax ginseng plus ginkgo biloba and the other pharmacological activities inherent in the extracts characterize this combination 
offered as Gincasone, that's like a branded product, as a particularly promising drug in geriatric practice. Next cofactor, Rhodiola rosea, no surprise, one of my favorites. Another excellent adaptogenic herb. Debatably, it has a powerful synergy with ginseng. And then Kaijinsan. Kaijinsan is the delivering servant of Panax ginseng in folk medicine annals, which a handful of Beijing studies agree with. A 2012 review out of the Hong Kong Polytechnic University emphasized the relative safety of taking rhodiola as part of a smart drug stack. Being an adaptogen, rhodiola rosea bears various pharmacological effects. It is particularly useful in that it does not interfere with other drugs nor have any adverse effects in the course of clinical trials. And then I'll finally mention side effects. Quote, Moreover, long-term use of the herb, especially in doses exceeding 3 grams a day, is cause for concern. Some adolescent boys and others who have taken megadoses of Panax ginseng to build strength and endurance have experienced estrogen-like effects, such as painful swelling of the, the breasts. And that must be a little bit of a mistranslation because I'm not sure if they're saying that the, 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 ad, the adolescent boys are experiencing painful swelling of the breasts or if they're, if maybe that's a mistranslation or, or is it causing estrogenic effects where the, they're growing breath, breasts? I think the point is keep it under three grams, guys. Don't, don't, don't get too crazy. If, uh, if ginseng interests you, make sure that you're subscribed to the Limitless Mindset YouTube channel as I will be publishing my own personal biohacker review of the ginseng that I've been using for a couple of months now. Again, I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset and I look forward to a continued conversation with you. legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset Podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com.